0: Eagles Entertainment.
1: Hey everybody, I'm Chef Tim Lopez. I'm a line cook at the Philadelphia Eagles NovaCare Complex in South Philadelphia. This podcast is where we take a step off the field and take a look at what's on the plate for our players, coaches, chefs, and celebrities from around the world. This is Feeding the Birds, presented by Amorosos. Hey podcast fans, it's Chef Tim Lopez. I am sitting in a beautiful Philadelphia Eagles recording studio and I am doing a special one-shot Thanksgiving podcast with some special guests here today. First, from our Philadelphia Eagles kitchen, we have, well, they're my bosses and I love them. They're good guys. I have the executive chef, James Searles. Welcome. Thank you very much. I have the food service director, Eric Montijo. Thank you, Jim. And also... Our other very special guest today, Jesse Amoroso, vice president of the Amoroso Baking Company. Welcome to the Feeding the Birds podcast, sir.
2: Thanks very much for having me. Glad to oh, be here.
1: Thank you so much for coming in today. Gentlemen, I just want to talk about Thanksgiving. It's coming up. It's on our minds all the time as chefs. And it's on everybody's minds as it gets nearer. What are we going to eat? So I just want to hear your thoughts. Let's talk turkey from the from the tops. So, James, kick it off. You know,
3: with me, uh, I just go with a brine of my turkey. I do a 24-hour brine, citrus, apple juice, um, obviously your salt, a little bit of sugar, some molasses, some seasonings to liven it up a little bit, um, and then I do a nice, <clears throat> excuse me, slow roast. Okay, how, um, how
1: long do you roast your bird for? Based on well, I start, the start it size off of it. on a
3: high heat, so I start off at okay. 425. Do that for an hour and a half. Drop it down to 375 for a half hour. Drop it down to 275, and then I finish it up at 250. Uh, It takes about mm, three and a half hours, um, but it comes out really good. The high heat in the beginning really browns the turkey, and then that slow roast on the end really keeps the moisture in there. I've always found
1: that to be a a matter of contention among chefs and home cooks. Whether you get that skin crispy first or... You know, you do it at the end. There's a big thing, too, about how you either go
3: breast down or breast up. I'm traditional. Breast up. I trust the turkey. Um, Stuff it with carrots, celery, and onions. Uh, Don't put the stuffing in there. Cook the stuffing to the side. Yeah. Um, but that's how how I go with it.
1: I agree with that. Everybody got to get in on that. I mean, this executive chef for the Eagles here, he knows his turkey, knows what he's talking about. How how big of a bird that takes about three and a half hours?
3: Well, I have uh, about 17 to 21 people that come over every Thanksgiving. Um, It's all family. I host all family over. Uh, And what we do is we kind of make it like a potluck. So I take care of your staple items, your mashed potatoes, carrots, the turkey, um, and and stuffing as well. And then I ask the people that come, just to bring whatever makes their Thanksgiving, whether it's a special stuffing, whether it's a special dessert, um, and just to bring enough for everybody. So it, it makes it pretty fun. It's a cool way to get everybody
0: involved, man. You yeah. know?
1: Plus it saves room in your oven, which is always good. Oh, absolutely. Everybody's fighting for that oven space. Eric, tell me a little bit about how you guys hook it up.
0: So <clears throat> turkey-wise, very similar to what James does. We um, we also do a brine. But um, James mentioned flipping the turkey and putting it on his breast. we actually done that three years now. Um, it keeps the breast really moist. Um, I also I wanted to bring this up. I actually saw a recipe a couple of days ago with someone using mayonnaise on the turkey. On the skin. On the skin, okay. underneath the skin, in the cavity. What so basically, the heck? they made like almost similar to aioli. They had um, they had the, yeah they had the mayonnaise, garlic, um, your normal herbs that you would put in any kind of poultry, thyme, rosemary, all that good stuff, um, and then a little bit of salt and pepper. Lift the skin up, shuff the mayonnaise in there. It looked disgusting. And I was you know mayonise on my turkey. I was debating the way it was turkey. gonna turn out, but it actually looked amazing. It was like really golden brown. it um held the moisture in really well. I don't you know I didn't taste it because I just saw it on TV, but right. you know it's something that people can look up and maybe try this year. I be kind of awesome. You, would you
1: guys take that seriously? Would you give that a shot, Jesse, what do you think? Mayonnaise turkey?
2: I don't know. I'm 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 not a big mayonnaise guy, so I'd probably pass on that. But you know, different strokes I mean, for different folks.
1: I've yeah. seen it like people doing it for, instead of butter for like a
3: grilled cheese sandwich and stuff like that. But also, mayonnaise. If you put mayonnaise on a fish, a piece of fish before you grill it, the fat in the mayonnaise helps release it from the grill as well. Mm-hmm. That uh, works out pretty
1: good.
0: Oh, uh, look at that. Oh, and okay. If you, oh, chef's use, secrets. If you Chef season secrets. the mayonnaise, you're not going to taste the mayonnaise. Yep, No, you're going to taste you, the seasoning. It's going to cook
1: off. People right? that yeah. even yeah.
0: hate mayonnaise, like you put, you sneak mayonnaise in stuff all the time, especially us as chefs, mm-hmm. and people don't know. Yeah, that's true. You, you, use, you, got, like, you guys that, don't right? know.
1: Nobody knows. Yeah. There are chefs around the world sneaking mayonnaise into your food. <laughs> yes. You guys have to realize <laughs> that. Food. Just, Just
2: make your peace with it and move on.
1: All right. So how about, how about at your place, brother? What, what, what do you what do you got for Turkey Wise?
2: So for us, I mean, we, we kind of traditionally stick to, uh, stick to a traditional, you know, American style, you know, just roasting a turkey in the oven kind of deal. But um, over the past few years, we have uh, once we tried smoking a turkey. Um, we actually do a, a big Eagles tailgate, uh, believe it or not. And so we used a lot of the equipment that we use for that and smoked the turkey, which was a lot of fun. Um, and then we've also done, you know, fried turkey as well. But um, you know, for us, it's not just the uh, it's just the turkey. It's it's really everything, and turkey isn't just the focal point for us because it's it's one of many of the protein yeah. dishes and sides and so forth.
1: That's cool. How, you guys do other proteins to to appease the people that are not turkey aficionados. A-
2: absolutely. So, as some may guess, we do somewhat what, somewhat of uh, an Italian American uh, Thanksgiving, and so it becomes a. A celebration where the whole family, kind of like you were saying, gets involved and kind of shares in it. So, everyone comes over uh, Wednesday night, you know, having some drinks together, starting to prep some things, sleep for a few hours, and then wake up in the wee hours on Thursday morning. And then everyone's just helping out. And it's we start, you know, hors d'oeuvres and appetizers probably at like 11, 11 in the that's, morning. <laughs> that's that's what it's all yeah. about, man. Amen. Big yeah. family,
3: get your oh, family yeah. together. That's why we have between 17 and 21 people over just to enjoy each other's company. Yeah. A lot of times you don't see people throughout the year, so it gives you a great opportunity to. Get together.
0: That's why it's like the best holiday, too, because there's there's really no pressure, and it is all about just bringing the family together and hanging out, you know, having a couple drinks and just cooking together Mm -hmm. and just being together. As opposed to like Christmas, when you're worried about the gifts and you know everyone meeting there at a certain time to open these gifts, it's just there to just be there and enjoy each other. Yeah.
1: Thanksgiving has like no set time limit. Usually, no. the only time limit I worry about is when the bird comes out of the yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm trying to scramble everybody to get together. Like, come on, mm-hmm. it's hot, mm-hmm. it's hot. You want to eat it cold? That's fine. Here's the mayonnaise. Or Here's your bread. if the Eagles are playing yeah. on Thanksgiving, yeah. yeah, if the Eagles are playing on Thanksgiving, that affects you gotta, what time yeah. dinner is. Absolutely, yes. absolutely, because I, you know, you don't want to miss kickoff. No, no, you can eat during the game, but. I don't want to be screwing around in the kitchen when, when kickoff's starting. So it sounds to me like you guys are pretty lucky where your family's kind of come together and everybody pitches in. Um, mm-hmm. Being a chef. You know, Eric's a chef. James is a chef. Uh, I'm sure you do a, a lot of cooking yourself, Jesse. My family just relies on me wholeheartedly, even on the phone. Like, they'll call me up like I'm the Purdue hotline or something, <laughs> or the Butterball hotline, and say, uh, you know, what, what, how how do I make sweet potatoes? I'm like, you realize it's like 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Thanksgiving. What are you doing? Um, I thought, in, in thinking of that, like, they rely on me so heavily. Maybe you guys might have a couple of funny stories over the years. I've got a good one. My sister called me up uh, Thanksgiving morning and she said I put the turkey in it's golden brown It looks delicious so I'm gonna pull it out in about 20 minutes and we're gonna eat I said perfect She because I'm really proud of myself I did exactly what you told me to do um, I said okay you know I just gave her basic instructions well she never told me she didn't defrost the bird a lot of people were getting frozen turkeys you have to defrost that bird for at least you know three possibly four days based on size in the refrigerator she defrosted it the day before so she threw a par frozen bird in the oven Nice and golden brown on the outside, a big chunk of ice on the inside. So uh, my dad was hacking at it with a cleaver while they're crying on the phone to me, how do we fix this? Throwing random turkey bits into the microwave, pulling out gray, soggy turkey breasts and going, here's your Thanksgiving. Has anybody ever had an issue like that, a Thanksgiving emergency where because you're in the food industry or because you're so good at what you do that maybe family or friends will reach out to you and say, how do I fix this problem?
0: Not so much family. I I used to um, work at a bar in um, Old City, and we used to have like a friends giving um, every year uh, before Thanksgiving, and we we tried frying turkeys for the first time. Uh, we actually did it in our regular fryers. We just like pulled the grates out and did them right in there. Um, they actually came out awesome. It was actually a success. So it wasn't like your normal turkey like fail when you do the fryer because there's so many of those out there, um, but. I had a um, grill cook that cleaned the fryers afterwards while we were all setting up for the dinner. So we were like putting everything on the tables and I get a text cause we were upstairs that um, he started dumping the fryer oil into trash cans. So like he, he literally filled the hot oil in our trash cans and he sends me a picture of like the trash can like blowing up <laughs> about to explode so like i run downstairs by the time i get down there it's just like oil all over the place and it was two fryer oh wow so you know ruined my friends giving because we had to help like clean that up but i mean the turkey came out great (laughs) i mean if you do fried turkey and if you do it right and you don't put a frozen bird in there and blow up your house it's There's pretty good. plenty
1: of videos on YouTube where you're seeing turkeys shoot through somebody's carport roof. Absolutely. That's a lot of fun to laugh at, but please, folks, don't do that to yourself. It'll ruin your holiday. You have a,
3: a friend of the family that fries turkeys for <clears throat> all of our uh, friends of the family as well and people in the neighborhood. He does about 36 turkeys on Thanksgiving. He lines up fryers. He has about eight fryers that he fills up um, and just starts from dawn until they're completed. Uh, just hangs out. It's like a big gathering, a big party, and everybody comes over and has a couple drinks and
1: turkey fries. Sounds fun.
0: That's great, yeah. man. That's awesome. Since the my weather's
1: child. nice enough. You could
2: tailgate that easy. Mine are you? more tailgate-related. I think more That's recently fine. for me, it's like I, I find that a lot of times – People are a little too bashful now because there's so many, you know, YouTube tutorials and videos that, you know, instead of asking certain people, sometimes people would rather just, you know, take a look for themselves and not have to, you know, show the embarrassment of not knowing something. Mm -hmm. Um, But that has typically happened more for us, you know, for for my crew at, uh, at our tailgates and so forth. But fortunately, you've got... A sea of friends who are in the same boat that you are in the same position, or they've been there, and everyone's usually willing to, to help out and get you out of a bind. But yeah,
1: all right, let's let's talk about side dishes a little bit because everybody's got their favorites, but everybody has different ones that are special to their family or even their region. I grew up in upstate New York, and we did basic stuff. I mean, there was the green bean casserole, there was the mashed potatoes. Obviously, you got your gravy. There was a the stuffing, and there was usually like a sweet potato thing with all these uh, marshmallows all over it. You know, you guys have any specifics that you absolutely Absolutely have to have on the table.
2: I mean, for me, it's it's just about tradition and the things that I think about and who I'm with when I eat those things. So definitely, I think you've hit some of the staples. It's definitely sweet potatoes or, or I really love yams and you know nothing wrong with a little sweetness from some marshmallow on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, get a little golden brown in the oven. Oh, yeah. Definitely love that. You know, the, the juxtaposition of the crispy, you know, skin of the marshmallow coming out of the oven and the, and yeah. the nice, soft, sweet, you know, warm uh, you know yams or, or sweet potatoes is nice. Uh, And once again, it's for us sometimes just Italian-American staples that because the family's together and there are dishes that people love, as as the family calls it, scuttle or escarole soup, you know, um, or escarole and beans and and side dishes like that just represent bringing the family together and sharing great, you know, times and memories. So uh, I just think it's some of those main staples, nothing too crazy for us.
3: I'm a huge seafood fan, so I do a cornbread seafood stuffing. So I start that 48 hours before Bake the cornbread off, let it sit out uncovered, get nice and stale, uh, and then I incorporate some vegetables: carrots, um, onions, peppers, some fresh thyme, uh, and then shrimp, oysters, and crab meat. Um, it started; the tradition started uh, like 12 years ago. My mom decided to make it for Thanksgiving, and uh, I just I just carried it on from there.
1: I'd so, probably be eating more stuffing than turkey at that point.
3: usually happens.
0: <laughs> so um, we keep it pretty basic, too. I mean, I'm Puerto Rican, so we have to have rice and beans with, like, pretty much every meal. So those are there. Um, my mom actually started, uh, last two years, she started uh, adjusting the mashed potato recipe. And I love my mom. Uh-oh. But she, she added cauliflower to it. <laughs> what? And, um, <laughs> come on. And the first time she made it, and it was like two years ago, um, she put so much garlic in it. it. Actually, we talk about fails. That was actually a fail. It was <laughs> horrible. Have
2: you said this to mom yet? Is uh, this did, the first I she's did. hearing. No,
0: no, no. I let my mom know it right away. But um, the next year was better. Still the cauliflower in it. But um, it was it was definitely better. So she said, mom, you're doing, doing a good job. It's getting better. Um, but yeah, always rice and beans, um, stuffing. Uh mashed potatoes. I'm interested in you guys with the cranberry sauce. Do you guys do fresh or canned? I We go I, canned. I go canned. I, go, I, I, I go love go canned. canned. My mom yeah. does make a fresh one too and yeah. it's good, but like traditionally I just I love the canned. made fresh
1: one year and I took a long time to do it. And nobody ate it and I was pissed. So I was just like always. No, and, here, and here's your can.
2: We always with- have we always have both and the one that's left is always, yeah. you know, the, the yeah. freshly Fresh one, made, yeah. the can yeah. is always what goes first. But
1: with the can one, you
3: have to cut the top and the bottom so it looks like a can, and you slice yes. it, you yeah. can yeah. mash no. it, no. Oh, totally. it no. has to look Gotta like a can.
1: Gotta have those discs. Don't yeah. Disc- yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can't that, disguise it. Yeah. The discs have to have the little lines on the side. Absolutely.
2: And you know it came from yeah. the can. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> it, it just, I don't know, if I don't see that, and we have a special dish my aunt gave it to us for the cranberry sauce, which I didn't know you could have a cranberry <laughs> sauce dish, especially something coming out of a can. It, It's... Long and cylindrical like a it can. It's 100% glass and it curves up on the sides and it holds and nestles that you know, if it just plopped out of the can, and then that's we awesome. just slice it and shingle it on there, and you know, everybody picks it up and starts putting it on the on the bread. I don't know, you guys put bread out besides stuffing, Jesse. I know you. I, I mean, know you
2: yeah. did. That that that's yeah. a that's a given for us. Yeah, for he sure. he nice has food. all for the sure, yeah. out there. That yeah. that's the one thing that actually we get the most requests for. You know, the two days leading up to Thanksgiving, everyone's calling my dad and I. Hey, can you bring this? Can you bring that? How about you know some of these? Hey, I heard you're you know trying to you know make this new item. You want to bring some of that? And so. It's actually a fun way to kind of show some of the things we're working on. What's, what's
1: Tops, man? What, what, what is the, I mean, it's, you know, holidays, there's got to be some specialty items that you guys. Are-
2: yeah, I mean, we do definitely more of the table loaves and so forth. Some of the round loaves that we do, whether sourdough, uh, we make this uh, item called an omega grain, pane italiana. We've got a line of different, you know, four different breads that we do in semolina and wheat and like a rustic. But it, it really depends on what people are looking for. Uh, a lot of the family likes us to bring, you know, smaller dinner rolls mm-hmm. specifically for all the leftovers, right? What are the best sandwiches to make? And you know, knowing where you guys come from, I'm sure that's something we're going to talk about. But oh uh, yeah, we're
0: going to. Oh, talk about you that. But uh, you know, and
2: not to jump the gun, but I mean, it all depends on on what for. So dinner rolls, kind of, you know, you know, adding to to the plate with where, everything you've got there. But certainly some rolls for sandwiches, and then traditional table loaves and all that. But nice.
1: That sounds fantastic. You know, I was going to ask you about you know stuffing. I mean, bread is like the key ingredient. You know what
2: from your company would probably make the best stuffing. For us, I mean, stick to a classic, our, our straightforward Italian recipe that we make in our club rolls, Kaiser rolls, Italian rolls, yeah. mm-hmm. all the hoagie rolls, straightforward. And I think, you know, the saying goes, don't gild the lily. If it works, you know, yeah. don't fix it. Mm-hmm. Do I'm with not fix that.
1: it. I'm with that. I've used that product before to make my stuffing yeah. as well, so. I was gonna say probably just the regular, you know, Philly's best uh, yeah. best roll right there. So appreciate that. I try to incorporate really good dinner rolls, but everybody wants the damn those stupid crescent rolls out of the tube. Everything mm-hmm. has to come out of a cylinder at Thanksgiving. If they put a turkey in a cylinder, I'm done. Like mm-hmm. somebody else can make the meal, you know? But you guys down with like really good artisan bread at, at, at dinner, you're so making I like, your you know, I like to
3: use my dinner roll as a vessel to scoop my mashed potatoes up. Okay. Um, it, it really works pretty well. And it soaks up the, the gravy from the turkey. It's awesome.
2: Yeah. And we to d- that point, I mean, we definitely see more of the artisan type items get requested around the holidays. Everyone wants to put nice things that look nice and taste nice and mm-hmm. maybe are a little bit more elevated than the normal things that we all you know consume together.
0: We do crescent rolls. Yeah. Yeah, rolls. I mean, they, the biscuits and everything like that. I, we, my um, grandfather was a baker for like 15 years. So he used to make fresh dinner rolls for Thanksgiving. He retired, you know, he chopped it up. And now, like, his daughters do the crescent rolls. And I mean, they're good. You know, don't get me wrong. Yeah, no,
3: they're not bad. I'll sure.
0: take an artisan roll too. But yeah. I mean, a crescent Rolls easily picks up the mashed potatoes and yeah. gravy at the same time. It's also DMG. part of your tradition. It yeah. seems, you know, there it's you like know. Yeah. there's something oh, sentimental yeah. about it too. Mm-hmm. It I, the kids love it will
1: refuse to eat. Unless the crescent rolls are on the table and, uh, you know. Are there any odd side dishes that relatives have brought over the years that they want to incorporate it into? Well, I have a good story about one called creamed onions. You guys ever hear of this? No. Okay, this, this is an old-school European tradition where you take pearl onions, you cook them in butter and white wine till they get really, really, basically they just fall apart and they're really sweet and the wine kind of like gets into the onion. And then you take heavy cream and you bake them. And it's almost like onion au gratin without the cheese, and it's something I've adopted that I like because it actually goes well with the way that I prepare my my bird. Um, I think it tastes good with the gravy and the other stuff, but nobody in my family likes it. So I make a tiny little bit every year. Um, my uncle had brought it one year, and it stayed with me. But everybody else hates it, even to the point where my wife's like, "You're wasting your time. I'm like, why? I want it." You know, is there anything that you guys would say? Either somebody brought something weird, or something that maybe you're a fan of that the rest of the family just doesn't get on board. Well, something for me and my family, um, I like more of a traditional, like I think
3: we all agree upon. Um, but, uh, I know my sister, she likes some stuffing that's a little more outside of the box for lack of a better word. Um, it's definitely your traditional stuffing with, with bread, cubed bread. Um, but she'll add a fruit to it. Um, some nuts, some sausage, things like that. Um, I'm not a fan of it, but the rest of my family really is. So it's okay. it's something that's uh, a little bit a little bit different, a little bit more outside the box, but um, it's not bad. Just not my cup it's of tea. Not, not
1: your thing. The fruitcake stuffing with the, the no. sausage in it. Okay.
0: We always <laughs> have someone that brings mar- seals, which is a blood sausage. Um, it's. It's tradition. It's uh, made in, like, a lot of Puerto Ricans make it for the holidays as well, but um, my grandparents still go to church down in North Philly, and, like, they'll go to a bodega, or maybe somebody will bring it to church, and they always bring it, and there's always a small supply of it, and the family's always fighting over them. I mean, they're delicious. There's some people that hate blood sausages. Um, The ones that we get are really good. They're spicy. They have a good bite to it. So, I mean, if if you ever tried it, you know, people love it. Some people hate it, but you know, we love it and we always fight over it.
1: Let's move into uh, white meat versus dark meat. What's your favorite part of dark? Dark, dark, not even a question. I came upon uh, a video with uh, Cook's Illustrated a few years ago where they were actually uh, taking off the thigh and the leg from the turkey before roasting it and deboning the thigh and just skewering it together. And that way when it's completely done, you can just slice right through it like it's the breast. Absolutely incredible. So you get a lot more dark meat that way instead of having to fight your way around mm-hmm. the bone or you know fight your, your family for it because I'm always the one that carves. So I take the, the best bits, I give them to the older people in the, in the family, but I will always save a little bit of that for myself. I make out. My in-laws
3: only eat the white meat. Uh, most of my side of the family only eats the white meat. So I get both legs, all the dark meat I could eat. It's good for me. That's fantastic. That's awesome.
2: great. Do you guys also have fights over skin? Some, some no, of us really love the skin. Other skin people like, are not really into it. I'm, I'm all about the skin. There's I'm always
1: all about the skin. Everybody likes the skin. We took the skin off last year and put it aside. And normally, you know, by the time everything gets on the table, the skin's kind of rubbery and nobody wants it. But I had the idea of uh, throwing it in the air fryer. And crisping it back up. Uh, awesome. And it was like a potato chip of turkey skin. And nice. I, I thought it was fantastic. So, yeah, we'll be doing that again this year. One of our guys that works here is a huge fan of turkey skin um, at the, at the Birds, one of our uh, training staff. And he's always saying, Save me the skin, save me the skin. That's got to be super crisp. So, mm-hmm. all right. Does anybody have any other traditions that you'd like to talk about when it comes to, to Turkey Day? I mean, obviously, football game got to do that. Do you guys hit the parade? You know, While everything's going on and the food's cooking, do you, do you take time to enjoy the parade or is that more like a background deal?
3: We usually have the parade on TV. Um, I've been talking to my wife and we were thinking about taking the kids this year. This year is the 100th anniversary of the parade. So we're thinking about bringing the kids up to enjoy it this year for the first time.
1: Are you talking about in Philly? Or you in going, Philly. Okay, you're not going to the New York one. It's no, Philly's no. the original. That's the yeah. oldest Thanksgiving Day parade. So how that about was a, you guys? That
2: was a tradition for me when I was really young. You know, I would watch with my grandparents and so forth. Um, but now uh, a bunch of friends of mine from uh, from high school, we have a big Thanksgiving football, day, uh, th- Thanksgiving football game that we play every Thanksgiving Day in the morning. And so it's like we all kind of get together. You know, friends kind of get together in the morning, and then everyone breaks up around, you know, maybe 11.30 or so. 11, 11.30, start to head home, shower, and get together with the family, so.
1: Do you guys tend to eat during the football game or do you tend to wait till after? Like, what, what time of day? Not the one that we're playing there? in for sure. No, not um, that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no, on that sideline, the be side line, eat yeah. turkey leg, yeah.
2: It, it, it's Good kind protein. of a, a mixture of both. Uh, it, it all depends on, on the year and, and when things start coming out and then who's playing and what time the game's starting, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. I think to your point, definitely not at the start of the game, but you know, once people start to get a little bit of a fill. Mm-hmm. People start to rotate to the couch. Yeah. You know, yeah. As needed.
1: We'll be into the game for a bit, and then there's just usually as soon as halftime rolls around, everybody just attacks the food like crazy. Just like every other game, mm-hmm. you know? So that's pretty cool. All right. So the end of the meal, obviously, we have dessert. It's gotta be some dessert favorites you guys have. I am traditional. I'll go a piece of pumpkin pie with a lot of whipped cream on it. Love it. One time a year. I'm not a huge fan of pumpkin spice. I think it's really just infected our culture. I only like it on pumpkin pie and I only eat it on Thanksgiving and I need a slice apple pie with ice cream. But other than that, I'm sold. How about you guys?
0: I mean, we do the traditional pies, uh, apple, sweet potato, pumpkin, and we always have flan. Again, being a Puerto Rican family, like flan is like the staple dessert. My grandmom usually makes it or one of my aunts. Um and they usually have like a competition who makes it better because basically like if, if you have bubbles in it, it's it's not better. Right so, right. so like it's a custard that you have to you have to parboil bake it. Mm-hmm. Um so like if you miss the temperature and it's not just right, it's just not as creamy. Yeah. But that's the staple dessert. Um we actually I actually brought one, it's not really a dessert, it's a cocktail. Um, Coquito. It's a, it's like a traditional holiday, um, drink that we make. It's like basically like our eggnog. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually start drinking Thanksgiving and then like we, we make it and it like continues throughout the holidays yeah, all fresh. the way, yeah all the way through <laughs> New Year's. So, I mean, it's great and it holds up in the refrigerator for a long time. So, you know, you make a big batch, the family shares it and we're drinking it now. Yeah. Yes, we are.
2: Is it just me, or am I seeing a lot more talk and buzz about it? I mean, certainly with social media, I don't know if I might have heard someone say it, and all of a sudden it started popping up on my Instagram feed, how that strangely oh, happens. Yeah. But I feel like I'm hearing about it more now than in years past. Is I think that that's accurate? what it is.
0: I think just, just social media being a thing, and then like people are like talking about it more. I, right. But it's been around forever, and I think maybe it's just hitting the mainstream right now. It's delicious. There's yep. like a million calories yes, it in it, did. so like don't yes, act did. like if it's healthy. Yeah, but that's fantastic. That's great.
1: And here's to you guys. Really I appreciate Cheers. everybody coming. Thanks for having for us for this. Anybody else got any desserts that they just got to have, James? Um,
3: you know me, I always have to be difficult, so I'm not your traditional dessert kind of seafood guy. D- dessert. <laughs> seafood <laughs> dessert, seafood dessert, cannoli. have the <laughs> crab legs, <laughs> cheesecake, please. Thank yeah. you. Um, so uh, we always have apple pie. You have your pumpkin pie and all that stuff. But I like uh, an Oreo crust, and then I'll make chocolate pudding and whipped cream, and I'll put it in the freezer and freeze it overnight. And the next day, it's a nice frozen chocolate pie with whipped cream on top. It's just, it's awesome.
1: I can't argue with that.
3: That sounds
0: really that sounds good. good.
2: We kind of get more creative on the on the hors d'oeuvre side and the apps and all that, and you know, shrimp you know wrapped in bacon and mussels and mm-hmm. you know fun stuff that's easy to kind of pick at. But yeah. you know. When it gets into the meal and then into dessert, we're definitely more traditional. So I'm with you. Pumpkin pie, apple pie, some whipped cream, vanilla ice cream, maybe a good, uh, you know, dessert wine or something like that. Absolutely. Or some more of this. uh, Or more Coquito. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Definitely.
1: All right. Let's talk leftovers. We'll take you guys out on leftovers. Everybody's got leftovers. You know, I'm a big fan of taking the leftovers and even making like a turkey pot pie or this weird like shepherd's pie thing I do with the stuffing and mashed potatoes mixed and the vegetables mixed with the turkey. Uh, some people save the carcass and make soup. I do that a lot, some make, make stock. Let's start with Jesse on this one. Leftovers, just gonna be sandwiches. I,
2: I was gonna right. say, I mean, what, you, you, you don't have to What's the best bread
1: for sandwiches?
2: So once again, I think it's what you really like. I mean, again, because you've got a lot of flavor coming from however the turkey was prepped, right? However it was seasoned, marinated, roasted, fried, however. Um, you've got you know, some of your sweet things, such as your cranberry sauce. I mean, I'm thinking of the traditional Thanksgiving sandwich. Mm-hmm. You know, Some people refer to it as a gobbler or Thanksgiving mm-hmm. every day. But again, I'm not a big mayo guy, so I think you've got enough of that kind of you know, moistness from whether it's cranberry sauce or maybe hopefully you've got a moist enough stuffing. But certainly I think the go-tos are some some great dark meat turkey on there, Um, a fresh roll. I don't think it needs to be toasted. I think just having something soft and fresh to counterbalance some of the other ingredients and components of the sandwich. But like I said, dark meat turkey, stuffing, cranberry, maybe some mash in there, some mashed potatoes. But otherwise, Mm. straightforward and classic.
1: And you eat that sandwich hot with gravy or would that be a cold with mayo? However,
2: however, I'm, I'm however, however it is. For? I mean, if if, okay. if I if I'm not starving and I got time to you know heat it up and prep it okay. properly, for sure. But it's it's good either way, man. It really is. It's good food, so you know, absolutely. You got a good roll, good food. How about you guys?
0: I'm big on the sandwiches too. I mean, you sounded like you had a lot of leftovers. We don't have that much leftovers, um, so like we we like do the sandwiches and like one round of sandwiches, and like pretty much all our leftovers are done. Jesse described pretty much how we would build the sandwich. Um, I usually do put mayo. I don't put mayo in everything. I know it sounds like it. I thought <laughs> that, that, but I do Maybe put mayo in there. Um, and then, again, the cranberry... Out of the can, not the fresh cranberry on my right. sandwich. Um, definitely dark meat, like Jesse said. Uh, I do the stuffing. I don't do mashed potatoes. And I do like to the toast the roll because I do like it crispy. And I do use the regular Italian hoagie roll from Amorosa's. And, you know, that's a it's a staple. We always grab that. So, I mean, you know.
2: And while we're in season, I mean, we should say that they are the Eagles' tailgate rolls. Yes, right? they so, are. Official. So, very proud of that. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just it's fun to be a part of, you know, you know, coming from the the bread side of things, it's fun to kind of have some sort of, you know, commitment and, and involvement in every one of the holidays. But I think Thanksgiving is definitely one, you know, whether we're talking, you know, about using it as a carrier to push or, or yeah. eat with something or rather to carry something and, and be the, the, the vessel for it, you know, whether it's a sandwich. You guys
0: should be the official bread for yeah. the gobbler. Yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> well, you, what's, you guys need what's to going do some on, better man. marketing yeah, with that. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know how dinner. we can go about that one, but
2: <laughs> <laughs> definitely something to work on, for sure. I, I think so. I think so. <laughs> I mean, <laughs>
0: LeBron James tried to well, – Taco tried, Tuesday, Taco right? Taco Tuesday, yeah, yeah. He tried to clone that Exactly. His, so, I mean, it's possible.
1: I have a lot of leftovers because I actually engineer it to have a lot of leftovers. I actually like the sandwiches and the soup. More than I like the meal on Thanksgiving Day. I do that because it's traditional, but I really enjoy utilizing what's left. So, you know, there'll be like 10 people there, and I've got like almost a 40-pound bird. Like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. It's like, no, you don't understand. Like, I really like cooking down the bones and doing that stuff, and I love making the pot pie and all that kind of stuff. So I'm just I don't know I guess I'm just addicted to using up stuff, but
0: it's a good way to be. Yeah, impressive. Limit food waste. Yeah. There, there you go. go. Most, helping de- most definitely helping out the most environment. Definitely, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Plus you get a bunch of tasty meals out of it. Mm-hmm. How about you, James? What's what's going on with your leftovers? I do the same thing. Sandwiches. hmm Um, same thing. Nice soft
3: roll. Uh, gotta have a little bit of gravy on there to dip the dip the sandwich. But uh,
2: yeah, that's it. Keep it simple. Yeah. I find that when you're mixing all those leftovers together, you can't really go wrong. No, you yeah. really can't. You really can't. Not even about proportion either. It's just...
0: I mean, that's how I eat it on my plate too. Yeah. is I just like I mash everything together. Yeah, I can't
1: stand people that are just like, everything has to be separate.
0: Oh my God, no. You know,
1: my son's like that. He doesn't even eat the turkey. So I'm like, all right, look, sit over <laughs> at the kid's table. Like, We're going to eat over here. <coughs> just, keep, so. just keep it coming. I still love you, Parker, but you got you to gotta chill out with that. <laughs> I want to thank you guys for sitting down. Uh Thanksgiving is such a wonderful holiday to get family and friends together and, uh, you know, especially under the banner of football, I think the game really brings people together, whether it's before you ate or after you ate. So, you know, to sit down and have have a tradition of um, whoever's playing, just sitting down with your, your family and enjoying some good sports, enjoying food together, it's one of the reasons it's my favorite holiday. Not just because of the cooking, but just because of the camaraderie, you know, just because it's a great way to get everybody together. And like you said, there's no pressure with presents. Nobody's got to run out the door. There's no times or anything. Just get to chill and eat. It's the best thing about it. So I want to thank Jesse Amoroso, vice president of Amoroso baking. Thanks for coming in. And thanks again for sponsoring feed the birds podcast.
2: We love it. We're, we're glad to be a part of it, uh, certainly glad to be a part of what you all are doing, and thanks so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Wow, anytime, man. We'll have to have you back, too. We're this very thankful.
1: There's a lot more traditions we could talk about. That's for I sure. want to thank our food service director, Eric Montijo. Thanks again, sir. Thank you, Tim. It was a pleasure. And our executive chef, James Searles. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. All right. That'll do it for us this time on Feeding the Birds podcast, always presented by Amorosos. Everybody have a wonderful and happy Thanksgiving season.